Hello, it's Dr. Steve Day and welcome to Systemize Your Success. So on today's episode, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about specifically how to make your iPad or your phone safer for your kids to use with or without your supervision. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so the reason I'm doing this episode today is because I've got a six-year-old, nearly seven-year-old kid, and he's been using my iPad from time to time for quite a while now. You know, and I'm not getting to a debate here about whether or not it's right or wrong for kids to use screens and how much time they should have. That is for you as a parent to decide. I'm just telling you the stuff that I've learned over the past few months about how I can protect my kid when they do go on to whatever device they're on, whether it's my phone, their phone, my iPad, or whatever. And there's a few quick things that I've actually figured out that are absolutely game-changing. They're simple to do, and it's not a massive faff, for, for, especially for a few of them. Uh, and it just makes me feel a little bit more a little bit more comfortable about giving them my iPad to look at. Now, the reason I care about this stuff is, like, if you've ever typed into a Google search anything that it could remotely be interpreted as something to do with pornography or violence or anything that could be, I don't know, just presents something of a horrible image that you don't want to show to a little kid, like you know that Google will just throw it at you because that's sort of what they expect you, thinks you want to see. And so this also works for you. Like it's the same problem with YouTube. You can type in some YouTube and see some really random stuff that's totally been misinterpreted for what you meant. And you end up, you know, getting some bombarded with stuff. And as a saddle, that's fine. We just ignore it and move on and close it down or whatever. Or maybe that is what you're searching for. And that's absolutely fine too. It's all up to you. But the point is, I don't want my kid to do that by accident, on purpose. He's too young. I don't want him to get exposed to the to all of the absolutely disgusting and horrific stuff that you can get really, really simply and easily on a device if it's not been locked down. So that was my fear. How do I protect him so he doesn't, at this very young and you know age, um, he's quite a sensitive kid anyway. I think he'd be absolutely mortified uh, and shocked by by anything like that. And so I don't want him to have to have to go through that right now. He can deal with that when he's old enough, and he can and he can you know make his own decisions. I do not want him to happen, happen to him now. So that's the reason for wanting to do this. So there are a few things. So the first of all, I'm going to cover how I've locked down my own iPad to make it safer to give him to use to watch YouTube or maybe play on a game. And it's super simple stuff. So um, the first one is there's three things I'm going to share about my iPad and how I've locked this down. And then, um, and you probably have not heard of all these three, even if you've got some of the stuff. So these three, two of them especially are pretty cool. Well, one of them is an awesome one I never even knew existed. The second thing I'm going to talk about how I've actually set up my Google, uh, old Google phone, which hasn't got SIM card in or anything, so I can't ring anybody, but it's just set up an old Google phone I had, an Android phone. I've set up so he can have that to listen to his audiobooks on, and I can give it to him completely safely that he can go and search and play on it and just have a little play, but he can't access anything, even if I'm not there. So that's one that he gets at night sometimes when he's having an audiobook before he goes to sleep. And uh, so I give him to that. So he could, in effect, be on his own. He could do what he wants on it. 
but he can't do anything that I'm worried about now because I've locked it down. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. So first of all, let's talk about the iPad. So the first things I done on my iPad um, was to use something called Guided Access. And if you've not used Guided Access before, it's just a super simple thing to set up. You literally go into the settings, go to accessibility and switch on Guided Access. Now, when you um, want to give your kid your device to say watch YouTube on, or, you know, I'm going to talk about YouTube in a minute because that's a very specific thing as well. We're going to lock that down as well really easily. But so you give them, uh, I don't know, maybe Disney, you know, give them it to watch, uh, you know, the new Aladdin on Disney, whatever it is. You don't want them to, A, come back to your three minutes later saying, Dad, you know, I just shut it down. It's not working. Bah, 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 tears, tears, you know, and complete chaos when, you know, they just managed to close it by mistake and then it's all switched off and there's arguments going on and whatever. Get rid of all that nonsense. Also, make sure they are actually doing what you said they should do. So if you give them an educational game to do or you give them, you know, Disney to watch, you don't want to go back 10 minutes later and find out that they're playing Minecraft if you don't want them to. You know, again, I'm not going to make any judgments about what you do and don't do with your kids, but it's really simple um, device. As I said, app, it's called Guided Access. It's not an app, it's sort of a setting in accessibility. Once it's switched on, you literally hit the home key three times as you as you pass it over to your, your, your son or daughter and then they can't do anything. It locks it onto that single app and they can't do anything unless you re remove that access. So you're basically guiding access means they get to use the one app that you told them to or you want them to and nothing else. They can't close it down. They can't exit it. They can't, you can't get annoyed by hitting the home screen. It blocks the whole thing down. They can just use it. It is super cool. I can't tell you, tell you how much I wish I'd had that when my kid was, you know, four or whatever, continually shutting down stuff when I, you know, threw the iPad at him. Um, not that I threw, I meant threw the iPad at him. I gave him the iPad to to use. I'm not been throwing things at my son, I promise. Don't call anyone in on me. And um, anyway, yes, I wish I'd known that then. That would have been, an, God, the amount of tears that would have saved was unbelievable. The second thing is about YouTube. Now, YouTube is awesome. It's like got loads of cool stuff that kids can watch. My son loves watching um He's into Rainbow Friends at the moment. He, he likes watching other people play Rainbow Friends, you know, and, you know, he enjoys it. It's great. It's harmless fun. But I don't want him to get onto YouTube search and starting finding stuff that I do not want a seven-year-old or six and six and a half, seven-year-old to see. And so I found out the other day you can get something called YouTube Kids. Now, you may know about this. I didn't know about this. But YouTube Kids is something you can set as a parent, the age restriction of the YouTube app without affecting my YouTube. I want to be able to look whatever I want. If I want to watch you know, some horror movie on YouTube or watch some, some clip of, you know, um, um, I don't know, something that I don't want to say a seven, six-year-old to watch, you know, while I'm just, you know, whiling away the hours. That's my prerogative. But I don't want my son to have the same experience. So YouTube kids, you lock it down. So he can watch anything. I think in the brackets are like under four, four to six, six to 12 or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But you basically give it, you know, whatever bracket you're comfortable with your kid watching. Um, and then they can only find things on the internet which are appropriate for kids and under that particular age bracket. So it's super safe for him to now go and search and to find out what everyone can watch everyone's on there because I know it's been you know it's been filtered. Um, so he's only actually getting to see stuff that is appropriate for him. And this is the the, the secret. To this is really simple. Is when I want to give him my iPad, I used to have loads of stuff on my desktop that you could click on whatever. I just got rid of it all. And so on my, my actual main desktop is just the stuff that he likes to, to use. So you've got Disney on there and you've got YouTube kids. And then I've hidden the YouTube main app. So if I want to use YouTube, I just have to go to the search and type in YouTube and it will come up. But for him to do that, when he can just click on the screen and where it says YouTube kids, like 
like he's a six-year-old brain. He just wants the easiest way to get what he wants. You know, he's not getting, you know, maybe in, in a few years, I'll have to actually think about this. If, he, if I find him going onto the other YouTube and I don't want him to, well, yeah, fine. I'll deal with it then. But for now and for younger kids, that works perfectly well. Get everything off the screen that you don't want to, to see. Hide the stuff that you really don't want to look at, like YouTube or Google, whatever. And then give them easy access to the stuff you do, do want them to see um, and use YouTube kits. The third thing, this is uh, the most powerful, but the most and granular controls that you have is using screen time, which you may well be aware of. And this is just going to go through um, four specific things in Apple screen time, which I think are super cool, super useful. Uh, sorry, three specific things in, in uh, screen time, which I think will um, you, you'll probably just jump on immediately if you've not already done these things. So the first one is go to settings and screen time then turn it on that's the first thing you need to do and then you also need to turn on within the screen time is the content and privacy restrictions uh, and uh, the menus might have changed i'm not gonna so i'm not i'm doing this live on on you know video and i could show you on, on an ipad and whatever it's probably going to change by the time you watch this or listen to this so just this is just give me the heads up of what's available um so you're going to figure it out for yourself but yeah screen time content privacy restrictions turn that on and then you've got in there you've got itunes and app store purchases and you can actually switch on a password protection to all app purchases to make sure that's switched on so that your, your son or daughter, your kid, they can't buy anything without your permission. And you can also switch off the ability to do in-app pur purchases. So all app purchases require a password and in-app purchases aren't allowed. And if you obviously, if you want to do an in-app purchase from time to time, you can just go and switch off and go in. But that's the way I've set it up because I never buy in-app stuff anyway, so it doesn't bother me at all. The second thing is, that um, my kids just getting into multiplayer games. I like Rainbow Friends uh, and also um, uh, well, Roblox in general. Uh, if you if you know if you, if you not talk about um, uh, Minecraft as well, these are multiplayer games where they can connect with their friends and that over the internet. And so I've gone into the uh, settings, screen time, content restrictions, and in there you can go to multiplayer games and then restrict who they can actually have multiplayer games with. And you can set settings, for example, only allow them to connect with existing friends. You can also switch off the ability for them to connect with new friends. And so therefore, you can then very control who they are actually playing with online with quite a lot of certainty that they're actually only playing with people that you've given them permission to play with because you have to sit with them and add new friends and you know, turn that permission on and off so they can add new friends while you're with them. So again, for younger kids, I think that's a really, really good one. And the other really easy one to set up is it say if you you know you want to limit the amount of times like your kids plays on any specific app, then actually there's something in the screen time as well called app limits, and therefore you there you can go in and you can just basically set a timer for whatever app they want to use. So whether it's Mario Kart or Minecraft or Roblox or whatever, and just set how much time per day they can actually spend on that specific app. And then when it gets to the end, it just stops them being able to use it and it puts up a warning five minutes before so they know it's going to it's going to kick them out um and that's it so that's really sort of like limiting the overall not the overall usage but the uses per app so it means if someone's getting a bit addicted to an app you can just say give them 10 minutes um you know once uh, at the weekend or something or on a saturday just there are 10 minutes uh, once a week to use it and then you know obviously then um uh, stops them getting you know, craving and more, all the rest of the bad things that happen when you give your kids too, uh, too much app time or screen time. So that's all the the, the, the the simple three things that I've used for my iPad, which is switching on guided access. That's probably the easiest and simplest and the most effective. The second one is to use YouTube Kids and to hide your adult YouTube. The third one 
is to use the screen time functionality and then set some settings, for example, to set the uh, in it restrict the in-app purchases, uh, password protect all purchases, and to only allow uh, multiplayer games with friends, and then to actually also add app limits for specific apps for the amount of time that they can play with it per day or per week or whatever it is. So those are the, the main things that I've done for my iPad. Now I'm just going to quickly talk about the stuff I've done on my Android phone. So actually, no, on his Android phone. So as I mentioned in the intro, I have a old Android phone that I basically, um, it was sat in a cupboard doing nothing, and I basically listened to audiobooks. And he likes to listen to audiobooks you know, as well. So at nighttime, he wants to listen to uh, Funny Bones or uh, The Gruffalo or whatever. And sometimes I'm not going to bed at the same time as him. Um, he goes to bed about seven o'clock. I go to bed very early. You know, he goes to bed about eight actually now. So I, we often go to bed at the same time. I'm pretty sad. I normally go to bed about eight o'clock. But uh, when we don't go to bed at the same time, then he might want to listen to his audiobook while I'm still using my phone. And so it became this sort of battle between who's going to get the, 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 the audiobook account. So I got my other phone. I gave it to him. And it was basically just set up how it used to be set up. But I had this, this niggle in the back of my mind, like what happens if? You know, he started browsing around and it's got all my settings on there. So I did a lot of research about how I could set him up a totally safe Android device. And you can do a very similar thing, I believe, uh, using um, uh, the family settings on iPhones as well. But this is this this is my experience it's on a Google Android device. And there's this app called Family Link on, on Google App Store. And what that allows you to do is to basically set up your parent account you create a new Gmail account for your kid um, and you link your parent account to control that Gmail account. And then you can do um, what you want with that. You, so you can limit, you can restrict things like uh, access to YouTube and Google searches and app purchases and location settings and all of, all your stuff. You basically control all the settings and they can't change any settings at all until they get to the age of 13, as far as I can see. And that may be a USA and the age may be different from what country you're living in. But what I could see is when they get to 13, they will actually get control of that email address and be allowed to. So you put the date of birth in when you put it in. Now, um, what this allowed me to do was to then to go into my old phone to basically log out of my existing using wipe. I just basically reset, did a factory reset on it. And then when I, when I re um, put the phone back on, I logged in with his account. And then I chose which apps I was going to install. So I installed things like uh, YouTube Kids, as I talked about a minute ago, um, Audible, so we can listen to all his, um, his audio books on there. Um, and then I can't remember a few other things, uh, a few games and things, that, and, and Disney and whatever that he uses sometimes on there. And so he's just got very few select apps. He can't add any, add any apps on there without my permission. I can see when he logs in and out. I can actually, uh, um, I think you actually see when he's online and switch off. I've not really used it that much yet. I only did it a few weeks ago. Uh, and he doesn't use it very often, to be honest. It's not, it's not a big deal in our family, thankfully. Um, and the other thing you can do, though, is actually use it for tracking. So once he's, once you've set it up, you put location services on, I can actually see where that phone is at any time. So it's not a phone he actually takes out with him now. He's only six. I, I don't think he needs a phone when he's going out of the house at the moment. We live in pretty safe neighborhood. He doesn't walk to school on his own or anything at the moment. So at the moment, we don't do that. But when he starts walking to school, you know, next couple of years, um, or maybe two or three years, whatever, then it, it, then you can actually track exactly where that phone is at any given time, which gives you, you know, big peace of mind if you're a uh, 
a, a worrying paranoid parent like me, then um, then hopefully that you know I can see where he's up to, what he's doing, and uh, hopefully then that'll make me rest a little bit easier. Um, and that's it. So for 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 really just a summary of the Google stuff, it's just using the Family Link app. It's super easy to set up. It does take about an hour or so to do. So you know, set aside some time. I was feeling rubbish one Saturday and morning and just um, sat there um, with it with. Um, um, uh, I had a cold. There you go. <laughs> Not that you need to know. And so I just couldn't be bothered doing anything. So I sat there and figured it all out. It took me about an hour probably to do the family link stuff and then a similar time to figure out um, how to do the rest. And and all the stuff, just Google it, you know, if you, or, or, or use Bing now with ChatGPT. It's probably even better. Um, so yeah, either use Bing or Google and, you know, if you want to find out more about this stuff. Uh, but hopefully this is giving you some insights, some ideas are the type of things you can do. So in summary, lock down your iPad, your own iPad, using guided access, YouTube Kids, and Screen Time, and lock down any Android device using the Family Link app from the Google Play Store. And therefore, then you can let your kids use your devices uh, appropriately and for the right amount of time and all that stuff. Uh, but you can do it feeling a little bit safer about the whole thing. And that's it. Cool. Have a fantastic day. If you like this episode, please do hit subscribe. Listen, if you're listening to this on a uh, streaming app for your podcast, please do subscribe to that too. If you are watching this on YouTube, of course, subscribe and uh, hit, hit me up with some replies, some comments. Let me know how uh, you found this, what other things you'd like me to talk about. Um, and if you wouldn't mind, leave us a, please leave us a review. Five stars is always nice. And that's it for today. Have a fantastic rest of your day and I will see you very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.